Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of AusBiz. Our goal at AusBiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter, or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Osbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello there. It's the 28th of May. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. I'm Nadine Blaney here with Annette Beecher. Annette, I did my best with this green jacket. We still had a really positive day, just falling a little bit short of that high watermark. It was looking good because I think outside of gold stocks, everything was contributing today and including CBA back at 100. Oh, yeah, that's another milestone marker that we've achieved this week now I guess twice CBA uh, all the banks in fact positive to you really throughout the day but you could not look past those resources names and it, in fact it's because after two weeks of really everyone talking about off the highs particularly China doing a particularly successful job in talking down iron ore actually this morning, daily and iron ore futures very closely watched. Bellwether opened up 5%, and that is really the uh, all you need. Out of the starting yeah. gate, yep, Fortescue, BHP, resources had a good day. They did, and then you add to that the fact that we're seeing, uh, you know, copper above that 10000 per tonne U.S. mark. Uh, you know, it, it was really strong. It's all about the economic recovery story, even oil coming to the party, so putting aside concerns about Iran, as you start to see Americans, you know, they are hitting the road in numbers that they haven't done in yes. quite some time. And we're not even officially in the summer driving season. So it's all looking pretty positive. But we, we can't continue, Annette, without talking about, you know, the, the big data point that's due tonight. It is. It's. Uh, I was surprised we had such a good day today. Normally you take risk off the table in yeah. head of something. I hate to interrupt, but yeah. especially that and the fact that you've got a holiday in the US yes. on Monday. No, it's it's really unusual because, uh, yeah, it said normally you take risk off the table. Now, PCE, it is one for the pointy heads, which is why Nadine just bounced that to <laughs> me. Uh, it's a private consumption deflator. It's the Fed's preferred measure. It's a true... Uh, inflation print and we get that tonight uh, our time maybe in time for a glass of red I'm not sure the market's looking for half a percent but of course we're very nervous because the last time they expected uh, a pretty modest number for core CPI came out at 0.9 yeah so all eyes will be on that and because of the US holiday it'll take forever for our markets to digest and trade on the back of whatever that number is so we are preparing for a surprise We've had the groundwork laid 
yet again by Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, former Fed chair, as you well know, saying that inflation will remain transitory. But we do have Jay Powell speaking next week. So that will be the Fed's chance. I mean, the the, the blockbuster chance yes. to start to... Well, he sent all these deputies yeah, and minions Exactly, out, exactly. So. <laughs> so to perhaps, perhaps just start laying the groundwork for any talk of tapering or potential time frame for talking about tapering. That was three T's in a row. That's what we're going to call it, the TTT, time sure frame is. for taper talk. Hey, yes. Uh, let's do that for now Quick, tighten that quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that is tonight. So, you know, for the sake of this podcast, impossible for us to really say what's going to come. What we do know is that it was a positive day here in Australia, as we've discussed. We also had quite a lot of corporate news uh, the one that was the real, I think, blockbuster for today is that that really extraordinary takeover offer for the Tabcorp gaming and media business by Betmakers. Mm. If you think about Betmakers, okay, it's making very little money itself. Its mm. share price has been on a tear. It's been a momentum trade. It's been a, a high growth, hope and glory trade. Hot money trade. Yeah, but it if it if and it's a big if because Tabcorp has obviously reserved the right. Um, of response at this time, but if it did pull this off, in a way, it's almost buying legitimacy. It's buying a core business that is already up and running and functioning and making money. Yes, hurt by the pandemic, but yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Tabcorp shareholders will end up owning Betmakers shares. Yeah, I don't think the market liked it all that much. I, the, the, when I first read the news, the first thing I thought of was $4 billion. $4 billion. That was That was the eye-watering moment for me where, you know, that David wants to buy Goliath mm-hmm. for $4 billion. You start to wonder, is that the peak of madness in, uh, in M&A space? <laughs> Look, well, I talked to Rudy Philippe van Dyke from FN Arena on the call earlier. He said the uh, market reaction is negative, you know, Betmaker shares are down by close to 12.5%. Tabcorp shares, yes, up by 2% because it's actually coming to show how valuable that business is. There are other suitors in the mix, so the story's got a long way to run. But uh, yeah, Betmaker's down by you know significant amount today. Really sort of gives you uh, a sense of the mood and how that is being uh, digested. Um, and here's what else Rudy had to say about uh, Betmaker's and as well, Claude Walker from A Rich Life. Now, in the last quarter, they made just $5 million in receipts from customers. Now, I know that they've got a lot of growth in the, on the horizon and they have a business model that's very attractive, and I'm not denying that. But also, I think we've seen a lot of really um, good storytelling uh, that has driven this as a momentum trade as well. You've had uh, Matt Tripp, who uh, you know previously worked for Sportsbet and, and was greatly successful there. He's backed the company on, I think... Uh, for me, though, I would say that a lot of the good news has already been priced in prior, you know, prior to it actually happening. So I'm cautious of the shares at these prices. From here onwards, the share price of Betmakers is all about uh, deal going through or not, yeah. which basically is now we have a moribund share price. Now you don't want to get on board anymore. And even if you're in favor of the deal, it's better to wait and see what happens now and how that deal will come together, etc., etc., etc because the share market is not always perfect, but the share market is usually very good in, in, in sorting out and in indicating to, to us as investors, what does this deal mean for the parties involved? Yeah. And it's negative today for Batmakers. That gives you a signal that it's much better deal for, for shareholders in Tabcorp than it is for the shareholders in, in Batmakers. 
So that was the stock of the day. Neither of those guys in that will be buying bet makers. Not surprising. Yeah. Um, look, in other takeover news, we had KKR and Domain's $3.1 billion offer for PEXA. That was actually after the close yesterday. Other news in corporates, Ingham's doing well after uh, revising up its guidance. Uh, Appen holding its AGM. The chair and the CEO fleshing out some of those restructuring uh, initiatives that were announced a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so there was there was a bit going on under the hood. But you've got to say that a lot of the anticipation is still around what's to come tonight. And of course, next week, Annette, you've been well, you've been thinking you're going to be bored silly by this <laughs> June RBA meeting. But I've been speaking to a few people who say, look, the RBA might come out sounding a bit more positive, quite a bit more positive than they have been. Yeah. Um, actually, the people I spoke to think the opposite. So it depends. So the just very quickly, the case for both is that the other commodity currencies, which is Canada and New Zealand, are both on the hawkish side. So the expectation is the RBA will join However, uh, quite a few are of the opposite view, which is the RBA is very keen to keep a lid on the currency. So here's their opportunity to say, look, Canada and New Zealand are very close to achieving their inflation targets. The RBA is daylight away from reaching its inflation target. So it might take the opportunity to take a step back compared with the others. Wow. Okay. And RBNZ, that's something that I was out of the office that day. But Kaboom. that was a big one. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a big one. Uh, it's it's one of those uh, little pieces in, in otherwise a big document. We all go straight to the back and look for the policy tracking. There it was in black and white, 150 basis points of tightening. We all the collective thud of our uh, jaws hitting the desk. Yeah. Uh, Kiwi has been outperforming ever since. And so we'll be watching that one. Look, uh, it's getting pretty late on this Friday afternoon, Annette. Let's wrap it up. But I will say we'll be speaking with Paul Thompson, who's the MD of Select Harvest. It's had a bit of a rough go today uh, after coming out with an update. So we'll be fleshing that out with him bright and early on a Monday morning. We'll also be speaking with the executive chair of Champion Iron at 9 o'clock on Monday morning. Uh, the big picture, you've got Jeremy Thorpe for PwC. Always a good chat with him. Yep, massive week ahead, so yeah. lots to talk about. And uh, as the day goes on, uh, one of my favourites, Catherine Young, Investment Director from Fidelity International, will be joining us at 3.20. So much to talk about in terms of the Asian region. And then Julia Lee from Berman Invest will be giving us, well, yeah, she usually gives us a good buy, hold, sell. Always worth tuning in at 4 p.m. Eastern. For that, Annette, should we go start our weekend? I think we deserve a, a good Friday night. I hope you do too, and we'll see you on Monday. See ya.